Attention cannabis radio listeners. Do you suffer from chronic pain, anxiety, depression, or PTSD? These are the most common qualifying conditions for medical cannabis. Did you know that in many states you can visit a doctor online with no waiting rooms, no drive, not even an appointment needed? See a doctor right from your smartphone. It's fast, convenient, and it'll save you money as most states don't collect taxes on medical cannabis purchases. So what are you waiting for? Go to MarijuanaDoctors.com slash Cannabis Radio and get $5 off your on-demand medical card evaluation. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Hey, thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. My next guest is the co-founder of one of the leading cloud content management platforms that you've ever heard of, who is now leading one of the OG underground cannabis brands, and two expansion and earning record retail revenue in one of the largest cannabis markets in the U.S. and the world. And my next guest, I want you all to welcome Mr. Sam Gods here. Uh, Mr. Sam Gods. Sam is the CEO of that OG underground cannabis brand uh, of Connected Cannabis and a former co-founder, as I said, and systems architect at Box, which most of us familiar with the cloud i've heard of sam how are you man amazing thanks so much for having me on i love that you're the first person that i've had a conversation with that when i ask him because i always ask that question and i get all various answers pretty much in the same ballpark amazing though that's the answer i like the best of that's course, great of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, hey, uh, I have so much to talk to you about and, um, and, and, and really get to today. And I think the, the audience is going to find of great interest. Um, but I, I really want us to get to know you. You know, uh, Box is a brand of itself and used by half the Fortune 500 companies or more. And we've all heard of it. And uh, hey, man. Everybody knows a little bit about Biscotti. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you, you, you got an interesting life, brother. So let, let's talk about where did it all start for you? Where, where did you grow up? Because God's is a cool name spelled a little <laughs> differently, right? So yeah. where did you grow up, man? So I grew up in, in Seattle. Um, my parents uh, were born and raised in Iran, in Tehran. So, okay. um yeah, kind of the the formal pronunciation of of or the rather the Farsi pronunciation of my last name is Gots. So okay, uh, it makes a little transition over to English language. Um, so they were born and raised over there. Came over um, in the seventies uh, to the U.S. Um, had me actually originally in Chicago, that's where I was okay. born. Then eventually okay. we made our way uh, little by little over to Seattle, which is where I went to high school. Okay. Um, that's actually where I originally met all three of the other co-founders of Box is in high school. In high school. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, that same yeah. story we keep hearing about, right? Yeah. yeah high school. 
hanging out crazy. in high school, do, do, getting that done. Well, that's, even then that's we cool. Were, yeah. Yeah. Even then we were coming up with crazy harebrained ideas. We were trying to come up with like the idea of Hulu on your cell phone, but back when it was uh, like pre flip phones, even, I mean, like when like candy bar phones, like it was very <laughs> uh, premature of an idea. Uh, and so we did, we did a bunch of crazy things. We tried to start a record label. We went, we went all out um and that was on high school and then uh we all kind of went to different colleges Aaron and I went to USC yeah um Jeff went to Western Washington Dylan went to Duke and um we all kind of did different things but eventually Aaron kind of started box uh Dylan joined him shortly after then Jeff then me we all su uh, successively dropped out of of the colleges our parents had worked so hard to send us to <laughs> um and <laughs> Then it's like kind of say the rest is history. We went to, took the four of us, went to Berkeley, California. Um, was kind of one of the first stops for the four of us. Yeah. On the on, on the path of box, we raised some VC money, started growing the business, grew from the four of us to, to thousands of employees. Yeah. Uh, worldwide. Um, took a public in 2015. No, that that's crazy story. You guys did it. Now, when you when you guys start dropping out, coming together, <laughs> when you start dropping out, coming, yeah. in, did that all happen within like a year? That it yeah, all, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like one to two, one to two years, it all came together. Yeah, yeah. Now that's great. When did you when did you really discover that you had this, you know, this skill set, this, um, uh, you know, this this technical acumen? When when did you, when did you figure this hey. out about yourself? Um, I'm really enjoying this, by the way. This I, I don't think I've had an interview yet that's gone back this far, but it's, it's kind of fun to talk about. I mean, yeah. I definitely did not discover it. I like figured it out through a tremendous amount of trial and error. Um, okay. I mean, that's that's kind of kudos to Aaron. I think he saw something in all of us uh, that even we didn't necessarily see, but we were just having a really good time. Like it was all we wanted to do. Right. Um, we always were doing side projects, but always like school and side projects or college and side projects. And there's always this other or, or work that we were doing or jobs we were having and then side projects. But then to be able to kind of dedicate completely 100 percent of ourselves and our time to a project was like a dream come true. Like that's yeah. all really uh, that's that's, that's cool. kind of as far as it went. And then Google was there for the rest. Yeah. <laughs> I learned probably 99.9% .9 of everything I I needed at Box from a technical perspective through Google and trial and error and 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 obviously really? like hiring hiring great talent and and, and working with them and conversations with them but yeah. a, a tremendous amount just from searching I mean probably very little from my actual you know computer science background well, that, that is that is so interesting because I mean you you I mean you studied computer science and and right. uh, and you're saying that that Google was your best teacher, yeah. Along yeah. with and not, uh, not, not the company, the search engine, right? Just yeah, to be clear. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I I totally yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. clear that up. But along with you hired some talented people, you yeah, know, and and they brought a lot to the table, obviously. Right. Right. And and yeah. and just through those interactions, you're able to be the systems architect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, no, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, I mean. Um, uh, you learn a lot from kind of being in the very early days, starting something, it's like mm -hmm. a crash course. Um, and you know, 
Box's architecture would probably be for the better if I had spent a couple of years kind of learning in, inside of a larger corporation, but right. it was really an opportunity at the time that cloud was really developing in the mid 2000s, like 2000s. That's right. Did yeah. you know what was going to happen? I mean, when you guys got together and you guys got together and says, we're going to do something, I wasn't immediately called Box. So, right. right? So did you know no, that did. you had to get involved with this cloud and that we'd all want what you do? We we knew that kind of online, you know, sharing and, and, and collaboration was a big part of it. We did not know at first uh, the exact use cases. Right. Um, and especially... We learned only a little bit later, not too much later, but a little later, that companies generally were working on what you would call nothing less than ancient infrastructure uh, and needed something modern. And, and when we had more interest from business customers and consumer customers in the product in a much more passionate way, uh, almost as soon as we saw that, we kind of switched overnight and we we're like, oh, okay, this is incredibly clarifying. We know what okay. our purpose is. It's to bring really usable software to, uh, you know, companies that don't often get the opportunity to to use that kind of software. Yeah. No, that's, so that, that moment of clarification, when did that actually happen in the journey? Were you guys together two or three years and then Honestly, that happened. Okay, yeah. so it, okay, it depends if you ask me or Aaron. Uh, <laughs> Aaron, Aaron you guys I, argued like, about this before. Sure. Yeah, I feel like every time Aaron talks, it happens like three months earlier. <laughs> it keeps, the it keeps getting like, earlier. It yeah, happened in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, I tend to think it happens later. I mean, it took a, at least a year, I would say, mm -hmm. at least a year or two of, okay. us, of us playing with, you know, what we were there to do. Because... Again, like I didn't leave college because I thought Box was going to be the next enterprise content management platform. I left college because I loved working with my friends. Yeah. Like it was so like unbelievably fun. That and you had this I strange confidence that you're going to, it was going to somehow work out. That you guys going to yeah, create yeah. some. Yeah. And if it yeah. didn't, if it didn't, I just miss a year or two, you know, I go yeah. back to college and then things go back to normal. That like, it was never actually pitched as, as dropping out of college to, especially to my parents, it was pitched as a leave of absence. <laughs> I bet you right? didn't bitch it as dropping yeah. out to your parents. Yeah, yeah, no, it was just a leave of absence <laughs> for a year, you know, like it was very, it was very, but it, but it, there was, the risk was fairly well mitigated. I, I think, you know, people take gap years and all that. So yeah, of course. Um, but, but yeah, it was just, it's all I wanted to do. It's, I really, really wanted to do it. And we had so, well, the early days were, we really didn't have anybody. Like we didn't have any friends. Like we weren't hanging out. We weren't going to parties. We didn't do anything for like the first couple of years. It was just the four of us just hacking away. Not a couple of years, but like four of us. And then, you know, eventually bringing on a few people. But mm -hmm. we were, it was all, it was our entire life. Period. End to end. But that's what happens. I mean, that story is so, I mean, we've heard that story. I mean, you have to, yeah. you have to live it. It have yeah. it has to be yeah. how you breathe. It's got to be yeah. part of your breath, right? Totally get that. Hey, look, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is fueled by, as you know, Protus Global People Solutions. My guest today is Sam Gods, and Sam is connect is is with Connected Cannabis, and he's the CEO of Connected Cannabis, and uh, we're going to get into cannabis on the other side of this. 
Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. And I'm uh, today uh, having a cool time chatting with the cool guy, Sam Gods. Uh, Sam uh, just finished telling us about his box journey and uh, their their whole their, their travel to, you know, going public and being successful. Yeah. So, Sam, when did, when did this cannabis become part of your life? So I had I had always consumed from 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 time to time, uh, not yeah. too often over the years, uh, but it really didn't become my life become a real part of my life until I uh, found out about and kind of ran into Connected. Okay, um, I ran into Connected because uh, basically basically right around 2017, 2018, after eleven or twelve years or so of box, right, I decided to take some time off. Okay. I wanted to use something different. Did you uh, plan on coming back or you just didn't know? To box? Yes. Um, I think I would, everything was on the table. Okay. Um, I was really trying to focus on figuring out what I wanted to do at that point, just kind of existentially with my life, I guess. Okay. Um, so I spent quite some time, about a year, year and a half or so, looking at different opportunities, talking to people, like just getting coffees with just as much of my network as I could. Uh, and really trying to figure out, did I want to be a CTO, a CEO, an investor, mm-hmm. an advisor? Like a lot of people I know knew were, were going into kind of investing or, or advising. And um, I didn't, you know, I eventually reached a conclusion. I didn't feel like I was ready for that yet. And I wanted something that was a little different of a challenge of being in the, the CTO type role, which is mm-hmm. a very similar to the role I'd held for many years at Fox. And and I also wanted just something <clears throat> new and different. I mean, I'd done enterprise SaaS, mm-hmm. you know, software as a service for over mm-hmm. a decade. And I struggled definitely with whether I wanted to stay in tech or not. But a lot of things kind of changed when I met Caleb, who okay. I met through a friend of a friend uh, of a okay. friend. And and I just had heard that this guy was kind of running effectively, especially at the time, the, the largest cannabis company uh, in California, period. Um, this was 17 or 18? When was this? This or was mid-2018 mid when I finally met Caleb. I met okay. some of his, his, his partners and associates earlier on. But I finally met Caleb in mid-2018, and I was just really blown away. I remember being completely blown away when I heard that for years they had been selling out at more than twice what everybody else was selling for. Yeah. 
And I was like, well, that's, awesome. that's unusual and, and extremely interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like whenever you hear that, like you immediately need to learn more, right? Like it's like, yeah. that's the hard part of business, right? Yeah, no the, doubt. That is the hardest part. Yes. You can generally figure everything else out. Uh, but creating that kind of excitement and passion and demand for a product is is everything. And it obviously is. you don't. You, you don't get there just by just by focusing on it. You, you get there by following, you know, a passion or, or, or creating something really great. And that's what Caleb had done with him and his team and, and the company he was building. So, so I immediately got really interested. And then, and then, because because I guess at that point, I, I did. I certainly didn't know cannabis had these kind of quality levels and tiers. Right. I didn't realize that this product had decades of uh you know evolution and almost like sophistication and yes. you know yeah. uh that that was more like wine and spirits and even like like coffee or chocolates like the things that we take and 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 we really refine and craft them but to a level that i think that, that i still you know really believe to this day is beyond uh it is and will continue to go beyond what we see with the most premium consumer goods in the world, like like wine and mm-hmm. and, and other high end products, because the complexity is even more. You know, um, the 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 you know you, you have all the elements of another good, but then you also have the effect and the right. complexity and nuance of the effect that it can occur. So, so I got very interested. Um, I started working with them kind of on an advising basis and like learning about the business. I mean, I, I, I became incredibly excited about the space, the company, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, what they were doing overnight. I went from a couple, you know, coffees a week of, of intros and, and learning about, you know, industries to just overnight 80 hours a week. I was, I was you, like, were the, you shadowing them or yeah, just, yeah, just, just learning asking, everything? Yeah. Asking dozens and dozens of questions uh, uh-huh. and, and constantly, <laughs> being very annoying. Uh, touring their facilities, like interviewing their team, like yeah. you know, in part to see like how I could help uh, myself and a, another friend of mine, Jahan. He's he's one of our senior advisors. He actually uh, invented ride sharing uh, before at a company called Sidecar before joining Uber. Um, as and was the Uber's head of innovation for several years. And so yeah. him and I were were yeah. Good. No, I was just going to say, why did they allow you to do that? Yeah, the two of us, we 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 were definitely like talking to them about how the the, the company could scale and grow. Okay, and okay. Okay. Um, that was kind of the experience and and background and perspective that we brought is like how how can we help you guys get from you know a California company to you know worldwide right. scaled best best in the world uh, uh, premium cannabis company. So that was definitely um, the conversation we were having, and why you know they were, and and also you know we had some some pretty strong background in terms of scale and growth to bring to the table. Clearly not in you know ag or consumer, but but in the you know especially early on, I just started to see a lot of the same patterns in terms of principles of like oh you know your early employee that gets overloaded with too many things because they have a lot of context and seniority but not a lot of the skill set and how does that break down in a company right this is like it's like a mm-hmm. really good example of just a generic scale problem mm-hmm. that isn't mm-hmm. related to tech or cannabis it's just related to when you go from 10 employees to 100 employees to 300 employees right it's the same yeah. kind of things happen you know how do you deal with 
a bunch of departments that are learning and creating processes on the fly, all interacting with each other. How do yeah. you prioritize in that environment? How do you? That's how your box experience exactly, came to play, exactly. and, and it was on time. It was really on time at the moment. Yeah, because it certainly wasn't writing code and installing servers, right? That, right. Wasn't piece, <laughs> that wasn't the piece I brought over at all, right? And and to this day, it's a little bit of a you know RIP to that like set of my experience because I don't really do much of that anymore. But um, but the part that just was abundantly clear that transferred over was how do you tell a story about what the company's doing? How do you um, you know how do you build a team? Right. that's excited about a vision right those were the pieces that uh almost literally transferred over right almost without any modification oh that's that is uh that is terrific and i i really man i really want to get a clear understanding about the brand so one of the key things that i've learned in my five or six years in cannabis is is that it's just very difficult to build a brand and to do what you guys have, what they were doing when you got interested and what yeah. you guys have continued to do yeah. Yeah. Uh, as this, as this has evolved. And it is, it is really not happening everywhere. And um, it seems like it's just taking a very long time, but I know it isn't because this thing is so young. It isn't, and it it it, it takes a moment. But we're going to take a break. On the way back, we're going to really dive into connected, and just see you know what makes it special. Why is it uh, such a big deal, and why people just latch on to it? And it's it's like it's it has its own life, you know, and. Hey, I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host at Plant Profits and having a great time talking to Sam Gods. Sam is the CEO at Connected Cannabis. We'll be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the US. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Vern Davis, I am your host of Plant Profits. And Plant Profits, as you know, is brought to you by Protus Global People Solutions. My guest today is Sam Gods, and Sam is the CEO of Connected Cannabis. And, and Sam, so tell me about the evolution of the Connected brand and what makes it so valuable and special. Yeah, well, it, it all starts with the product um, and the product. We kind of think about it in terms of the, the genetics, 
and the cultivation. So on the genetic side, um, the Caleb, I think, and, and the team really only specializing in, in kind of exotic genetics, but building their own portfolio from scratch mm -hmm. really early on. So back in like 2014 okay. uh, is wow. when they first started focusing on proprietary genetics. And genetics in cannabis take a long time to develop. Um, I think much longer than people expect. It's not a matter of crossing a strain and bringing it to market. We, In fact, we've created, we're doing some back of the envelope calculations. We've created over 10,000 strains and basically tested wow. and, and popped like around 10,000 strains to only bring a few dozen to the market. Wow. And the rest were all kind of scrapped or cut by the wayside. So the amount of experimentation, the amount of time, because you have to, you have to cross the strains that creates seeds. The seeds are heterogeneous. You plant 30, 50, 70 seeds from a single cross. Once you plant those seeds, you have to keep kind of a reserve of the genetics. You grow out the original ones that you planted. You grow, and so this takes, this takes uh, time, this takes energy, wow. this takes resources, this takes, yeah. um, takes infrastructure. Yeah, patience, <laughs> exactly. Uh, infrastructure, that, infrastructure that could be used for growing. This is why a lot of people don't, don't invest accordingly is because this is, this is real dollars you're giving up for R&D. And so, um, but fortunately, something, it's something Caleb uh, has always held in the highest importance and highest regard. So, so you, you're planting all these seeds, you're growing them out. And then 50, for example, turns to, you know, 20 or 10 pretty quickly when you cut out kind of the first round from just, you know, very low, maybe um, unacceptably low THC results or poor plant health or poor yield or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then you get down to maybe 10 or five, but that's still not enough. You need to do another round. So now you get down to maybe 10, you do another round of those. That takes another two or three months. Then you do another round and like one or two more rounds to make sure that what you've got is not a fluke because, you know, there's a lot of variability. It's a living plant. Um, and you, try and you, to get, and you gotta continue to feed the public. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, right. so you're, yeah. you're, you're narrowing down and narrowing down and you get down to maybe two or three winners out of a, a full pass, a full run that can take mm -hmm. up to one to even two years. Wow. To, to really get to a full, because then you have to build it back up. Now you have to build it up and, and do successive larger and larger runs in your, in your flower rooms. Um, so by the time you have a really truly commercially viable drop, you're now bringing out to the public um, what you started a couple of years ago. And, and you can't speed that up. This isn't like a lot of people think you can just buy these things off the market or, or just spend dollars or add, you know, add scientists and like just come up with great strains. Like, no, it's, not only does it take time, does it take a great starting base, a great sourcing of the original genetics that you're breeding with. On top of that, it also takes taste. Yeah. Because the number of combinations are infinite, but the taste aspect is what are we spending our time on? What strains are we crossing? Mm -hmm. One of the things we do a lot of the time is we'll take a strain that may have been overproduced or hasn't been uh, seen in a long time and has kind of fallen out of favor and we'll cross it with something very new and exciting um, or whatever is currently very hype. And we'll take something like that and use kind of a sudden taste and judgment and knowledge of the industry to predict that people are going to want that a year or two from now effectively. So that in and of itself is its own skill set. Yeah. So you, you guys and, the, and, and, and Caleb and the folks were just doing new product development, uh, just like 
you know, these Fortune 500 companies you sold box to, right? Yeah. And yeah. and that was in that whole process. And you were familiar with that process, right? Of having to invest into the next best thing. And that's how you, you get a brand like Biscotti discovered, right? Where right, you got, right. you know, 21 Savage Migos and all these folks using in the, in the, and that's why when you, something is going to drop from you guys, it's like an LP dropping, man. It's, it's yeah. a big deal because you have built a brand and an entity that there's a set level of expectations uh, of excitement and success. And so that comes with the quality of the business, the quality of the product and the process you go through. I think that is, that, that is great. Why are, is it money? The reason why other folks aren't doing it like that and just taking their time and making it happen. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways to mm -hmm. make money right now in cannabis. Yeah. And it's really easy to get distracted yeah. And we are building a, you know, not like company for the next few years, but a company for the next several decades. Got it. That's our focus. And it's really hard to do when you can't take product across state lines. So you can't scale as much as you would want. So you kind of have to replicate in every state. Um, it's hard to do when there's the, the regulatory frameworks are so hard and so overbearing. But right. we believe that the best long-term strategy to create a company that is truly focused on the world's greatest product, this is the right way to do it. You go kind of slow and steady. You 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 keep you keep delivering on your promise to consumers over and over again at bigger and bigger scale. Absolutely. Um, and and it's the it's it's tried and true. It's the only way to do it. You you can't just launch in you know twelve states at the same time in this in this framework where you can't take products across state lines. You have to recreate. And a lot of people don't realize how insane that is, right? Like, yeah. you have to recreate your almost entire company in every state you want to go into. Oh, it, it, it is it yeah. is insane. It's difficult. It's extremely expensive. So while we're there, though, let's talk about where let's talk about where you guys are now. You're in California, or you're in Arizona. You're in California yes, and Arizona. Yeah. 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 Now, what's the expansion plans? What are you guys trying to do? And give us some 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 timeline of, of that, because people are, are waiting to get get what you yeah. got, brother. Yeah, oh, we're working on it. We're working on it um, every week, multiple times a week. We're on we're on calls. We're in conversations. We are yeah. trying to find the best possible ways <clears throat> mm -hmm. to launch in more states. Generally, our strategy is we need to control the cultivation. Um, we need to control how it's grown, yeah. that it's our genetics, that it's our, you know, our style, um, our practices, uh, all that. So um, that causes things to go slower than if we had just gone to a state and said, hey, who's growing weed here? Let's just throw a label on it. Right. Right. Um, that says our name on it. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that to the customers. Um, we're not going to do that to the company. Uh, instead, we're going state by state. So Arizona you know, we found our own facility. We hired okay. our own team. We have okay. we have a whole kind of mini connected out there um, okay. from cultivation through to sales, marketing distribution, and it's gone incredibly well. Well, so there's this thing in wine called terroir. And mm -hmm. that, you know what that is? That is all yeah, about yeah, where yeah, the plant yeah, comes yeah. from and the climate, the, the right. you know, the landscape, the whole thing. Now, can you repeat those strands from one state to another? with the different yes. environments that exist in each state? Because of the magic of indoor agriculture, mm -hmm. we can, yeah. we can. Indoor agriculture okay. is an enabling 
tool yeah. to replicate um, really high quality, not just cannabis, but agriculture products in general. You see this in, yeah. in kind of lettuce and, and berries. Like there's a lot of research going on and companies being built around indoor cult- agriculture as a revolutionary way to create uh, produce and, 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 and fruits and vegetables and, and in our case, mm-hmm. cannabis. So um, yes, that's because, because now you are the terroir. You control yeah. every aspect of the terroir right and you can create the perfect one it's not easy it's actually extraordinarily difficult it's more actually more difficult than growing outdoor because one tiny small slip up right and your whole probably like you have to play mother nature basically so um it's super hard but the but the rewards are that you can go any i mean we can go to antarctica right and we can like do the exact same thing it doesn't matter yeah Yeah. no that is that is cool uh quickly tell us what's next when it comes to connected next is is i think both continuing to innovate on the product we're going to be doing some really interesting things from from a from my kind of customer experience this year that's great i'm ready to talk about but uh (laughs) but when you are i want you to come back and talk about it yeah, I'd love to. I'd love okay. to. Uh, we got a lot of things in the works, but we're and we're gonna keep growing. We're gonna keep scaling. We're gonna keep trying to bring this product to more and more people. Um, yeah, but it's a, it's a very exciting time. But 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 on the product side, um, you know, we, we still have we have hundreds and hundreds of strains in development um, that we're we're pruning and and, and evaluating, and uh, we're also R and Ding um, a tremendous amount on the uh, cultivation side as well. Oh, that's great, man. It's wonderful. It's been a terrific time here. Uh, learning from you, Sam. You guys at Connected have a great brand. Um, my guest today, Sam Gods, is the CEO of Connected and uh, the former uh, uh, leader of technology at Box and a co-founder of that business. And man, I tell you what, it's it's awesome that you found and we're all blessed that you found the passion in the industry. So thank you very much, Sam, for that. And hey, I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. And I want to thank you all for joining us here today. Check out all our past podcasts. Please go to wherever you get your podcast fix from. And, you know, CannabisRadio.com, uh, Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, any one of the platforms out there. And we are there. Uh Plant Profits is there, and uh, we're looking forward to, to connecting with all of you. Follow Protus Global on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Learn more about how we are building companies and how we're changing people's lives. Until the next time, I am Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Um, we'll see you uh, on the other side. Cheers. Thank you. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.